I'm your host, Jonathan Erlich. I'll be co-hosting episodes on the Delphi podcast. In this space, I'll be hosting some of the brightest minds in DeFi to learn from them and develop a deeper understanding of what they're working on and how they're thinking about the space. As a reminder, nothing said on the podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any security or token or to make any financial decisions. I or Delphi Ventures may hold tokens mentioned on this podcast you can see our show notes for the full disclaimer. With that, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, uh, this is Jonathan Erlich, and uh, I'm really excited to be hosting Julian Butel today. Julian is the CEO of State Capital and he's also part of the Curve team. So um, thank you for taking the time, man. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, sure, sir. So um, before getting into all things Curve and, and state capital, I wanted to know more about your background and uh, how you got into crypto. Yeah, sure. So so my background is stake. Um, I used to be, I mean, I've got a huge, uh, pretty deep uh, background in mathematics. Uh, so I study uh, advanced mathematics in France and then uh, went to the U.S., where I specialized, I did a computer science master in embedded systems, uh, electrical engineering, and specialized in machine learning. So, um, and then I worked for security defense company. Um, I was building some machine learning <laughs> algorithm for, for defense, um, and then build my own company uh, in Singapore, went back to, uh, to London, where I built a consulting company in machine learning. Um, and in late 2011, I was running uh, some computers, about like 48 computers in my attic for uh, cloud hosting. So it was back in the uh, old days of mega upload and all those different things. And uh, as I used to be a very big fan and actually national, quite a nice uh, level in, in CS, in Counter-Strike, one of my friends asked me, challenged me to run this algorithm on, on those uh, computers just for fun. And actually it was, uh, I discovered that it was a couple of months later, it was uh, Bitcoin. So then I end up in, in this um, huge shit show of Mt. Gox, I mean, empty Gox, and, and then later discovered uh, Ethereum in 2015, a little bit, yeah, early 2015. And since then I've been building different companies around uh, blockchain and Ethereum. Oh, that, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, so you've been in, in crypto since two, 2011? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. So um, when did you, when did you uh, start um, State Capital? And can you tell us about what, what the company is about and what you're currently doing and what the vision is with uh, State Capital? Yeah, sure. So the, the original idea about State Capital was actually just I was trying to find a way uh, for me to stake my assets. Um, so I had I had invested in Tezos, Polkadot, and and LifePeer, like uh, staking on on Ethereum. And uh, I was just looking for a way for me to stake them. Well, the thing is, 
then I, I look into the space and I, I thought that the space was pretty, in, uh, pretty early in staking as a service. And with my experience of mining Bitcoin or mining Ether back in the days, I thought about, okay, instead of me giving my asset to some providers who are bootstrapping their, their, their infrastructure, with my experience of Amazon and Equinix, BSO, uh, bare metal servers across the world, I said, okay, maybe I can use my knowledge to just to basically put my asset at work using my own infrastructure. And then a lot of different people, like friends, they uh, reach out to me and they said, okay, listen, can you uh, can you can you uh, offer this service for me? And you charge a twenty or twenty five percent fees uh, for for that service. I said, okay, cool. And then later on, I think about like six or seven months later, I opened to retail, and we quickly reached uh, quite. Uh, uh, some big asset on the management, over 50 million asset on the management. So that's how we became uh, quite known in the industry of staking as a service. Um, and then, uh, because I'm more like, my background is mathematics and also algorithmic trading, for example, like in London, when I used to do like trading. Um, so DeFi started booming. It was pretty crazy. So like a year ago, I see like a year and a half ago, I wrote this article called, um, it was actually a light paper of stake capital with liquid staking. So I created this concept of liquid staking that now it's like it's, it's used uh, everywhere in the space. And um, so that was actually um, migrating, trying to stake assets into different protocols without being locked into uh, uh, like, for example, Tezos is 21 days or, or, or Cosmos is also 21 days and all these different things. So actually moving uh, stake capital into more something more DeFi. And then I got involved in, in different. So last year in, in January, February, I got involved at the early stage of Curve.finance. So then it appeared to be that I was more fit for uh, DeFi rather than uh, than protocols and then, then DevOps uh, level. So I started building auditing. So I started like, uh, getting on the auditing uh, side of, of smart contracts and DeFi and got more involved in uh, in building some of those uh, tools, for example. So now, Stake Capital, we do 20% of uh, staking as a service, but uh, our main business is liquidation, market maker, arbitrage, flash loans, and all these different things. So it's more like a quantitative hedge fund, which I'm 100% applying to DeFi with my experience of the traditional finance. And recently, I think that was like two weeks ago, recently launched a Stake DAO, so StakeDAO is a purely for retail. It's a plug and play. You don't need to understand DeFi. You don't need a wallet. You need just like an Instagram account or whatever, just an email and just connect and you can immediately invest or participate in the best strategies and also like the best things that DeFi can offer. StakeDAO is not a portal. It's not a window to DeFi. StakeDAO gives you access to the best things that we think is the best for you without thinking about it. That's what it does. So we're not like people, they say, oh, it looks like Zerion or it looks like Zapper. No, I love those products. They just have a different business model, different use case. They used, they are used for people that are already in DeFi to access all those bunch of different products. But StakeDAO just doesn't give you access to everything. It just give you access to the best. That's what we do. <laughs> I love I love that vision. I love that vision, and and I saw that you're basically offering like all that's under the state capital umbrella um, for state DAO, right? So I was wondering if state DAO was sort of a step to decentralize state capital, 
or will both entities no, 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 it's, uh, operate? Uh, no, no, it's completely different now. Uh, Stake Capital does its own business, but Stake DAO, we welcome anyone to build on Stake DAO. For example, we have Fallball as a staking user service, which is a major staking user service in, in Asia. But for example, if Straddle Beats or Figment or anyone wants to provide services on the protocol level, then fine. We don't actually, it's not like, obviously, at the beginning, you need someone to create it. I created it first, but it's just open to anyone. And I will, I prefer, I mean, the more you share, the more you get. So I prefer sharing a big cake than sharing a small cake by myself. That's why it's, it's more fun, you know? You don't want to find yourself alone at the table. You want to share and then have fun. So StackDAO is exactly this. You provide services, you will get uh, share, I mean, re, uh, governance tokens. And the more you, you get, I mean, the more you provide, the more you get. That's what we do. So we have protocol liquid staking. Actually, we're going to release um, this month about 10 new liquid staking products. So you'll be able to provide assets across different protocols, but also switch between those protocols. So you actually have um, a bridge between protocols, which is like pretty fascinating for me because then you can build a trading on the top of it. You can also build futures and options. And that's exactly what we're doing. We have the strategies. So strategies are providing, for example, we're building strategies for NFTs. So Blackpool. Blackpool is a hedge fund for NFT. Um, we, I think we are one of the top, within a few couple of weeks, we're the top uh, uh, actor in, in the NFT space. We, we are the biggest one on Sorare. We're going to have announced something on Top top Shot. We're also pretty big in Axie, God and Chain, Decentraland, CryptoVoxel. So basically, this strategy will be offered on StakeDAO. But if there's someone else, for example, NFTX or Nifty or those guys, they want to have access to StakeDAO, it's open source. They just make a pull request on GitHub and they can provide. Think about StakeDAO as Disneyland. And in Disneyland, you have multiple different attractions. <laughs> That's exactly the same. You just you enter the park and then the park gives you everything around to enjoy your, your, um, your adventure. So you can have like food, you can have like access to ATM or <laughs> whatsoever. It's exactly like this. StakeDAO gives you the entire pipeline. You connect to the platform, you can buy crypto, you can exchange crypto, you can send crypto, you can participate to strategies. They either build by StakeDAO people or they build by outside people. And then we also building features and options. That's the thing. But primarily, the idea behind StackDAO was to build on the top, and it's still just the vision, because I truly believe that Curve is, is one of the most impressive protocol in the space. So StackDAO is built on top of Curve, and this will remain like this. I will provide the best features possible for the product of Curve, but then we can also build on top of other protocols, such as Have or, or SushiSwap, or like stuff like that. So it's community-wise. Amazing, amazing, and and I wanna I wanna get like into the weeds of stake down, but like before before getting into that, um, I w I wanted to sort of give a shout out to I don't know who's the team behind your branding, but I just thought it, you know the the idea of the different animals in white with the with the black background. So I wanted you to to maybe comment on sort of like what's the idea behind the animals and and sort of who's the team behind it. I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you know, like, Wrecked News. I mean, like, yeah. all the projects that, I mean, Wrecked, the news, the news, uh, pretty famous news now, that, I mean, the newspaper that we write articles. This came when I was doing auditing and, and also, like, I was 
trying to write some articles and then I found someone that had the skills of writing. So then we build a team. But if you look at Reddit, it's like ape. So we call it ape tax and also the frog. So the animals is in every project, for example, like Blackpool, Reddit, StakeDAO, you always have a very strong identity. In StakeDAO, it's the elephants and we they call it the, the herb. And you have different way of, of finding or identifying yourself in the project through those uh, uh, images and stickers. And then you give a real identity to the project. But in Blackpool, it's the same. In Blackpool, it's the, the gorilla, you know, the gorilla. It's, uh, it's very strong. It's like the concept of um, not afraid and go for the fight. And yeah, so, I mean, in, in StakeDAO, the team is about 60, 60 contributors. There's no core team, there's no uh, founders. It's uh, everyone on the page of contributors is, is part of the project and contribute the same level. That's amazing, man. I, I, I love it. And, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some of, the, some of the Telegram stickers in the, in the description of the, of the podcast so people can see them. Um, so can, can you talk more about yeah, like, yeah. the team behind StakeDAO? I know like, you've been working on StakeDAO Some, some of the team members have been working on StakeDAO for a long time. Can you comment on like how the development process was there and like who the contributors are, etc.? It's, it's a really big team, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I initiated the project like two years ago with State Capital. It was only for B2B businesses, family offices and all the stuff. And then people were like, but I would like to participate in your uh, services. How can I do that? I'm like, okay, you can... I can give you a script. I can give you a bot on Telegram, and then you can you, you can see your uh, the, the you're staking across all these different protocols. But it was very difficult. So then I thought about building this retail platform. But to build a retail platform, uh, it takes time if it's really well executed. So I work on that for about uh, we work on that for about six months. I got the best team ever, and it's always this, the it's always the the most important bit when you're building something is finding the right people. That can that have the same vision as you, and also they are very good. So you don't waste your time trying to explain, and they are entrepreneur mindset. So StakeDAO is not, I mean, the idea about having one place for everything, not for everything, but like like a dashboard where you can manage your strategies and you can also have access to liquid staking, potentially options and futures, and also maybe trading, because that's what I'm this is the alpha that I can tell you, but this is what I'm actually moving into. Um, like FX, uh, FX trading. Um, this is not new in the space. I mean, it's not new in DeFi. Everything is just traditional. What we're doing in DeFi is everything is just already built. It's traditional finance brought to decentralized finance with new, new tools, but the concepts are always the same. So the idea was to find the right people that are super good and ship very fast. So This happened, and I found the right people, and we execute the product in next in less than uh, six months. But we have way more to. We're just going like step by step, but we already have a lot of different products in the pipeline that we're going to release in a in a couple in a couple of days in a couple of weeks. That's amazing, and and I, I love the UI. I love how how Stakedown looks, and it's impressive what you've built so far. So. You've already said like you're currently offering um, strategies. Some are gonna be custom made by you. You're, you offer staking alternatives. You offer swaps, and you also offer um, a fiat on ramp. So I, I wanted to sort of understand like how, how this value accrues to the 
to the StakeDAO token, right? Yeah, so everything you do on StakeDAO, anything you do, for example, you might do a swap, you might buy crypto, you might invest in some strategies, you might do liquid staking. Whatever we take on the top of it, for example, if we provide the best strategy and we give you 15 or 20% APY on a conservative strategy, meaning only stablecoin, so your risk is zero, then we'll take a 20, uh, 15% uh, performance fee. If the strategy is a little bit more risky, the APY will be obviously more high and we'll provide also a performance fee or maybe a little bit more because we have more, uh, more to manage. But all those performance fees, for example, like a swap, we give you the best growth ever. We give you the best routes. So you swap, we give you the best route. You buy crypto, fiat on ramp, you buy from pound, US dollar, or euro. We give you like into fiat, into, into uh, stable coins or like crypto. Then this is actually the best quote. And we charge a, a little fee, which are, I think, 0.5%. It's cheaper than going to, to Coinbase or going to an exchange because then you will pay high, except if you, for example, like Coinbase Pro, but you need to understand. And most of the people that we have, imagine that the first three days we onboard 3,600 people that never, never got any exposure to crypto before. So without actually using a wallet. So what we do, whatever you do across the platform, if we charge a performance fee to build better products, yeah, I, I was actually going to ask you about um, this onboarding of more than 3,000 people. I, I think it's a huge number, you know, for the for the size of DeFi. So I wanted to ask you, how did that happen? How did you achieve that? And also, what are you seeing people doing on the platform now, when, when you onboard them? Yeah, so and now we actually have 6,000 people. And yeah, I mean, it's just like, um, I think it, it's connections. and we present the platform. We didn't do like any marketing or uh, any uh, post on or pay advertising and all the stuff. We believe that if we provide an, a product that has uh, some intrinsic, intrinsic uh, value, then people will come naturally. And this is exactly what happened. We just shared the platform across our network, like a few different friends. And then they saw that was pretty cool and, and they did the same. But when you have like contributors of 60 people and they share to five or 10 people and they like it, so those people, they will do the same. And then in three days, we got up to three, yeah, 4,000 people uh, with no exposure to DeFi, uh, uh, with no previous exposure to DeFi. But then on the NF, on the, on the wallet side, it's, it's way more. On the Web3 side, we have like a lot of people, a lot of people. But for us, the, the interesting uh, uh, metric was um, those people with no uh, web, web wallet, uh, with a Web3 wallet. Yeah, totally, man. That, that's amazing. And, and, and it's sort of uh, interesting that you're not just uh, building for the current crypto users, but also trying to onboard users into this, into this new paradigm, you know? It's really cool. So, man, I, yeah. I wanna I wanna dive deeper into into the strategies because I think there's a lot there, and um, uh, there, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening there. So, so you're currently live with uh, four strategies that leverage Yarn technology. So you have a an S, uh, synthetic Bitcoin strategy, a three pool strategy, a Euro strategy, and a Wi-Fi strategy. I wanted to understand how those strategies work, if they, if they currently work in the same way as Wi-Fi, like farming, uh, curving the background, the sort of buying 
more of the yeah. underlying. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, so we have been building our own strategies as well. Uh, those ones are being audited. The euro strategy is our uh, is is our strategy, and then the USD and and the BTC strategy are built from uh, Yearn uh, from Yearn code. And the reason for that, when I first built Curve, uh, when I sorry, uh, Michael built Curve. When I first built uh, Stake DAO, the um, uh, the the idea was to be able to participate in a governance of Curve. So what I said before, when I built Stake DAO, was the original idea was to be um, building and still on the top of Curve. The reason for that is to provide the community a voice on Curve. So in order to do that, you need to have a lot of Curve tokens. And the reason why you, the only way to do that is by providing a concept of liquid staking. People that provide a Curve token into a vault, and then we use this vault to lobby or to participate in Curve governance for, this, for the, uh, the, 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 the good health of, of the Curve uh, uh, building project in a, in, a, in, a, in a future. So what you do, you deposit your Curve tokens into a vault, and then this will boost the, the rewards on those different uh, vaults like USD, BTC, and, and etc. Um, so yeah, and then we use this to make votes on on different protocols. For now, we're on Curve, but we can also do the same for the, for Aave. We can do the same for SushiSwap. Basically, this platform is for people that don't want to spend money to participate in governance because it's expensive. But they also believe that if they provide their if they delegate their voting power then StakeDAO will do the best for their interest and also for the interest of the community. Oh, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. I, I, I see where you're going. Like people are going to develop trust in, in StakeDAO and sort of trust that that governance power is going to be used in the right ways, right? It's for the long term. Exactly. Sort of. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, man, now I want to get like into the into your own custom strategies. Um You're gonna you're gonna be launching a, a, an arbitrage strategy, a black pool strategy, which is related to NFT trading, a liquidation strategy, and an APY hunter uh, strategy. Right? I wanted to sort of understand yeah. like how each of those um, would work and sort of where development is at here. Yeah, sure. The high frequency arbitrage strategy, obviously, this will be on L2. Um, It's it's already. Um, I mean, the, the the staff, the code on L2 is already built. Uh, the only thing that is missing is the, the right now. It's, it's kind of like the liquidity. Obviously, makes sense. The the NFT NFT uh, trading strategy will give you exposure to all the different verticals that are being supported by Blackpool. So, Sorare, the football fantasy game, which is one of the top um, NFT game right now in the space. Top Shot, Golden Chain, Crypto Voxel, Decentraland, and all the different strategy. We have the best managers that you can find in the space that are taking care of this strategy. So if it's Decentraland, they will uh, buy some piece of lands and make sure we can either lend them or we can buy them uh, to people. The same. So we are like primitives on the top of it, like landing, bro uh, I mean landing market. We have like also like uh, options in the future where you can actually borrow some liquidity against your, your your portfolio. So 
in Blackpool, it's really like just something, a project that is focused on NFT, and you'll be able to participate to the to, to stake down. Liquidation, it's about like 60-70% done. The smart contract are okay. It's just like the the DevOps around this strategy. But yeah, the liquidation is something that I've been doing for, for a couple of months now. And uh, I've been taking a lot of liquidation uh, in a space. So my, my my goal was to provide this to retail and so they can also participate in the, in the liquidation sector. Uh, APY Hunter is already built. Uh, we just need to realize it. But we also have like three different new tools. Uh, we built uh, Aave, uh, which is like, I call it the inception pool because it's actually uh, depositing into Aave uh, and then using, I mean, depositing, yeah, so Aave, some stablecoins in Aave, then posit, depositing this in Curve and then and then bringing this into the strategy. And then you can basically have Aave plus fees in the auto market maker of Curve plus the rewards of all of them. Nice. So so I, I had a few questions there about, like, for example, the the the... the NFT strategy and the the arbitrage strategy and the liquidation one are, are those strategies gonna gonna work on chain or off chain? Like how how, how would the the process work there? For example, if I deposit into the into yeah, the black so pool, some of them black pool will be on chain. Uh, liquidation, a little bit of the liquidation, uh, some verticals inside the liquidation will be off chain. I mean. All the funds will be all on chain. It's just like the DevOps, you know, because you some of them you need a little bit of DevOps around the the thing. But the more obviously, if we can do everything um, like uh, uh, trustless, we'll do. Uh, that's the mission. But because in liquidation we are covering quite a lot of uh, different products, so it's it's a little bit uh, difficult to to execute correctly. But that's the plan. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. And. Um, for the liquidation and the and the arbitrage strategy, are you are you looking into sort of um, the projects that are currently working around uh, MEV and DeFi, like such as Archer DAO or Keeper DAO, or do you have like an in-house <laughs> approach yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to sort of handle front running? No, definitely, yeah, definitely. It, one of the yeah one of the strategy that we uh, have built and will be live in in a couple of days is. Um, uh, we call it the dark forest. And uh, dark forest will give you uh, exposure to uh, liquidity uh, for uh, sending transaction uh, without going to the main pool. So uh, yeah, obviously using Archer DAO. Been looking to keep a DAO, but I need to understand the, the concept a little bit more. But uh, yeah, we can we can definitely integrate those different products. That's no problem. That's awesome. I mean, Archer DAO it's already built, so. Yeah, yeah, totally. That that's awesome and that's exciting. And I'm gonna definitely going to try um to try the dark forest when it when it comes when it comes out. So so sir, um yeah. you, you've said on, on Twitter that that um that V2 is is coming soon, right? Stake down V2. I imagine some of what will be in V2 is these new strategies, but can you comment sort of what else can we expect with this uh, new upgrade? Um, I don't want to say too much, but it will be a new concept of gamification that I think no one has ever thought in a space yet. Yeah. Okay. 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 Awesome. 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 So now I want to move uh, in, into Blackpool. You've already mentioned uh, 
some things about Darkpool. It's it's another sort of uh, product by you guys, which aims to become like a, a financial services provider in the NFT space, offering uh, asset valuation indexes, insurance, and and actively managed strategies, right? Um, so can you give us an overview of like yeah. how Blackpool works and what, what products you're currently offering? Yeah, sure. Uh, for now, Blackpool is private. It's close to us, uh, meaning that we don't, uh, the retailer cannot access Blackpool. We've been working on Blackpool for the past uh, the past year, um, more like underground in, in a stealth mode. And now we are uh, ready to... Um, bring Blackpool to the retail. So Blackpool DAO will uh, emerge uh, uh, this month. We're just uh, making sure the contracts and the, and the, the architecture is, is correct. Um, but basically, Blackpool is algorithmic trading for NFT. So what we do, we apply different bots and different strategies off-chain, not on-chain right now. And we analyze the market and the focus is really on passive income. So we'll invest and we'll participate inside those different verticals that are um, providing passive income, meaning that we can use those NFT to do utility in, in something. For example, if it's server, the football fantasy game, we'll be using the player, those NFT cards to play the game. But also what is important is like in server, the data that the NFT is getting as XP, like if you were playing an MMO uh, RPG or like a game, is, is correlated to the performance of the player in real life. So mm -hmm. if, the, if Messi or, or Mbappe, they perform well on the field and they score, then your NFT will get uh, XP. And those XP are pulled from the Oracle of Opta, Opta, which is one of the biggest data analytics platform for for uh, betting online and, and gaming. So what you can do, you can apply like quant, like analysis, data, data analysis and research on the traditional finance, so the, the real finance, but then bring this and match this into the NFT. So what we do, for example, in Surrey, we, we watch all the games. We analyze the, 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 the performance of each player. We predict that one, one team might win against another one because of, I don't know, playing at home or playing outside or because some players in the team used to play in the other team, like stuff like that. We apply this and then we buy those players and we make them play. We, we're planning to do exactly the same in, in Top Shot uh, and other, other markets such as uh, Decentraland, uh, Crypto Voxel, where we know if we buy those NFT, we can either lend the, the piece of land or we can make a manager that will basically use this land to break some, for example, build the office of Blackpool inside Decentraland and then mm -hmm. inside Blackpool office in this land, we can only list Mbappe NFT NFT. So if in the near future you want to buy NFT or you want to buy one of the best player, one of the best NFT from Blackpool, you will need a ticket or you'll need the key to enter the building inside the virtual world. Like all those different concepts. So what we have we have different verticals. We only get involved in those verticals if we find a manager, a manager that knows the game pretty well, knows the mm -hmm. NFT uh, vertical really well, and can actually provide his knowledge and, 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 uh, and expertise. And then we, we open. So, for example, we have, I mean, the only investment, speculative investment that we've made so far is uh, hash mask. Uh, hash, uh, mask. Uh, 
we we got involved in that. I think we got uh, uh, something like um, forty or fifty uh, masks. Um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's really cool. I I, I love the ha the hash masks. So basically, you have you have different verticals, right? And and in each vertical, you have um, the managers, right? And they're like um, the, the 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 ones who who sort of know the game and 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 who are trading, etc. So I had like I had this this um, I was curious about like, do you have like a, a standard sort of framework for all the managers, or do you let them like? do their own strategies as, as they see fit. Wanted to sort of understand how that works. Uh, no, no, the, the goal is to increase the, the APY. So they are free, they are free to operate the strategy in their own way. We provide the tools. So for example, if we need a bot that will participate in auction market. So for example, if you need a bot that will um, make sure that uh, we'll make sure that we guarantee that we'll buy them on the market diff using different way of participating in auction, for example, um, based on um, a timing, based on uh, being super aggressive. It's like poker, you know, playing poker. It's exactly the same. So we have different strategy. And if you need a bot to make sure we can buy this NFT, we'll provide the bot. If you need to understand the market in such vertical, for example, Valuation of the lands in Decentraland in certain area, who, who's part of the Decentraland is being the most used. Which of those NFT in Comets and the spaceship game we need to acquire if we want to play and be the best at the game? Boom, we provide those analytics and then we let the manager managing those NFT because it's very time consuming to participate in those different verticals. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. I, I, I was actually reading about one of your, your team members in Sorare who, who bought Mbappé for 116 ETH, and I was impressed by that number. I was wondering like, what, what, what the size of this market is, and I don't know if you can tell, but uh, what kind of returns you're seeing here. Yeah, so actually, the manager didn't buy the NFT. We bought it. So Blackpool bought Mbappé. Okay. But then we we gave um, Mbappe to the best manager uh, who could operate Mbappe, and this manager is actually a French guy because uh, so Max. Um, <laughs> uh, but Kimmich, Kimmich, uh, we gave it to the best manager that could operate Kimmich. So uh, is um, uh, I mean it's actually owned by by AG. I'm saying I'm saying actually bullshit, but uh, yeah. So that's what we do. Uh, we put, then we we buy those NFT and then we give them to the best manager in this portfolio that can operate the player. Um, but yeah, I mean returns are crazy uh, right now. Uh, returns are around uh, 100, um, 100, 105 percent. So if you go to Blackpool slash Matrix and you look at our portfolio, I think we have 2.7, 2.6 million. Uh, US uh, was of uh, uh, NFTs and currently the API is about like 100 105%, meaning that we generate uh, per month uh, something like around uh, 150-200k. Uh, uh, so I'll, I'll let you calculate per day, but yeah, it's pretty pretty insane. So then the goal of this, of Blackpool, is then to uh, diversify the, the, uh, the, uh, the vehicle and then basically let um, uh, getting exposure to the DAO, and the DAO will be um, 
the token will be tracking the asset under management and and then you'll be as a governance you'll be able to decide which vertical we need or we want to jump in we need to support more we need to allocate more resources we need to get more uh, managers that's that's basically what we, we we currently going to release oh that's really interesting that's really interesting so the so the DAO token holders are, are basically gonna gonna own a piece of of all the nfts right and, but but you're also gonna have the LPs that are gonna provide the, the liquidity and they'll get a yield from the DAO activity, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you if you invest and provide liquidity inside the pools, then you will get the performance fees of uh, the DAO, um, and anyone buying the the governance token will be able to stake it. And all the profits that we're making across the entire project will be distributed to the people that stake the token. So you'll be able to capture the evolution of the asset and the management plus the performance that we uh, that the DAO is making across all the different verticals. The interesting bit behind um, so if your time is is precious and you can stay getting involved in all those different verticals. Well, basically, if you expose yourself, and you, it will basically mean that you are exposed to all the different verticals that the DAO is actually playing. Buying an index token, which the index token will, will basically get all those tokens across the industry, because here, we, of course, we invest in, in those different uh, projects, but we also actively uh, participate in those projects. So we actually generate passive income, which is a very big difference between investing in index token. Index token can be cool. You hedge yourself across different assets. But here, you invest in the DAO that basically is main goal per day is to be the best at what it does on each of those verticals. Hmm. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. And, and you also know that, that the NFTs are going to be managed like by by, by the the experts in each of these in each of these platforms, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, correct. Okay, really cool, man. Really cool, and and, and okay. excited for for Blackpool DAO. I, I now wanted to move on to to Rekt. Rekt was launched like uh, I don't know a few, few a few months ago, and and it's been covering about um, like two months, about two months ago, yeah, yeah two, two months, months ago, and, yeah. and it's been covering major major DeFi events in in. A characteristic and an and interesting way. Um, can you comment on sort of like what the vision is here and why you launched it? Yeah, sure. I mean, in during the ICO ICO craziness in 2017, I wrote uh, some major posts and about some ICO that they were doing. I mean, some scams, and I was basically doing investigation on my own to investigate those projects and where why they were scams and all the stuff. So I wrote those articles and then got uh, sued um, by multiple different uh, projects uh, that were saying that my articles were uh, defamatory and uh, they were not correct. Uh, well, two years later, or three or four years later, they all disappeared. Uh, but they sued me uh, for quite a lot of money, 3.5 or yeah, 3.5 million US dollars and all different things. So basically, in this space, you cannot say whatever you want. and Or if you want to say them, you need to say them in such a way that you are legally uh, backed up. And so I always thought about starting again 
uh, and, and building something that basically give a voice to the community, but not a voice in the sense of you will have access to a platform for free shilling or free uh, will. Um, if you pay us, then we'll talk about your project. Or if you give us that, or if you buy, or if you give us something, we give us, we, we'll talk about it in a good way. Well, that's what's not. This is a self-funded project. It doesn't accept any uh, any money to uh, to advertise or to shield uh, a specific mm-hmm. project. So Rect is really a platform for community. It's really a platform for the people that are using those products. And um, they don't necessarily understand what's going on, but they want they want to actually get access to the information. But mission is whatever is on chain will be used as a proof of whatever we say, but will not accept um, information just because you're saying that the information is true. We'll actually always verify. So think about REC as a bench of detectives, a bench of personal investigators that will investigate a case and will quickly jump into an event in DeFi that is happening. So if you look at all the different hacks, all the different exploits, or all the different things that happen in DeFi, and now also like between tradi- traditional finance and, and DeFi and decentralized finance, we cover the information in less than three or four hours. We try to be super fast and we analyze, but we don't analyze in, oh, something happened and then someone get ha- hacked and that, that's the link to the Etherscan. No, 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 no. We go to the deep understanding of what happened and we provide information and we try to teach the community how this, those different information are connected between each other. So that's what we do. So think about REC as the WikiLeaks of, of DeFi. And, but there's also something really, really unique about REC. Is REC is written by the top quality English that you will find in the space. I, I dare anyone in the space to actually find another platform that will better um, will formulate and will also write better articles than us, than React community. So it's a high standard quality. Uh, that's why we write a little. We don't write about like, like all the things. We just like focus on, on a niche, but we make it like we execute very, very well. That's, that's, the, that's the mission of React. And now we're also turning React into version two. And version two will be, I think, kind of a game changer in the space. So obviously, uh, fully decentralized and, and, and some concept of confidentiality and, and stuff like that. So it will become, don't think REC as a media platform, think REC as a tech uh, platform. That's, uh, that's, that's the mission of, of REC. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, yeah, I wanted to ask you sort of about uh, V2, but, but I can sort of imagine what's coming, right? Sort of a decentralization and uh, that, that would be really cool to see, you know? I think I think what we the vision of React is something like pretty crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. What we'll be releasing in the coming weeks will also maybe also like this month, maybe next week or in two weeks, we'll also release something really cool about. I'm not sure if you if you've seen this. I mean those concepts of what we call opium diaries. So opium opium diaries. The original idea was one of the article that I. I read every year, like either at the uh, early uh, beginning or the end of the year, is this article on Reddit, which is called, I'm here for the future. I mean, 
I'm a time traveler. I'm here for the future to tell you what, what you're doing is bad. And this is about Bitcoin and, and crypto and the citadels. And, and basically explain in the article that he predicts very well the price of Bitcoin. And for those reasons, he's actually from the, the, from the, from the future. And he's here uh, to say that what we're building is bad because we're building a, a kind of like a VIP or, or a privileged people that will live in the citadels. And if you don't have access to crypto or Bitcoin, you will be outside and starving uh, for life, um, mm-hmm. starving to death. So here in Opium Diaries, we, you can look into them and we have like some of them that are really cool. Like for example, like, like Ape, Ape Tax is also like a little bit the same thing. But what we give, we basically give the users, uh, the readers, some intellectual or psychological um, thoughts about what actually we're building. Are we building something that is actually much better than traditional finance or are we just replacing those people in governance by ourselves? privileged people because we're just less than 0.001% of the entire population being involved in this. So we actually ask questions to ourselves and basically try to imagine the future, try to imagine what we're building and what we actually, what, what kind of impact we have in, in, this, in this society. So in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, we're going to release something cool about it as well. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I, I'm definitely going to read them. I'm definitely going to read them. And and yeah, I agree. And and I've also asked asked it um, myself. You know, like are are we recreating what we want to sort of um, get rid of, or are we uh, really creating something different that's gonna make the world better? You know. And I I love these philosophical questions as well. So, yeah. sir, I, I wanna I wanna move on um, to to curve. You're part you're part of the of the curve team and. Um, I, I really love the product, and Curve has already become a, a key piece of infrastructure in DeFi. You keep adding new assets, volume keeps increasing, and you recently even um, added capabilities for cross-asset swaps. So I wanted to sort of get your take, like in your opinion, what's the, the vision for, for Curve um, going forward? Yeah, sure. I mean, people have to understand that Curve is, is kind of like quite unique in a space um, and also unique in, in the vision, but also unique in, 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 in technological implementation. I mean, tech is, is really mathematics and um, the, the man behind Curve is, is Michael and, and really focused on, on, on mathematics. And that, that's why uh, Curve is being uh, such a successful project. And think about Curve as a protocol. Uh, protocol level. So ideally, it's like all the projects in the space will be using Curve as the underlying, I mean, the auto market maker or swapping swapping assets and also finding a way to swap assets for the best for uh, almost zero slippage or zero and also providing liquidity at zero and permanent loss and all different things. Curve is actually focused on stablecoin. And if you think about it, apparently, People, statistics and people are saying that 50 or 60% of the entire market of crypto will be absorbed by stablecoins because of nations. Nations will need to print their their national currencies in uh, in crypto and they will provide all this massive volumes of of, uh, fiat into the crypto world. Mm -hmm. So if if Curve provide the best infrastructure for 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 stable coins or like um but stable coins not in the sense of just 
uh, stablecoin like US dollars or euro or, or yens and all the stuff, it's actually also per pool. So for example, a pool of synthetics ETH or ETH in the same pool will also be the best pool that you can actually swap your liquidity across and you can provide liquidity inside. And um, yeah, so Curve could be um, taking into the market of, of the Forex market. If uh, if the Forex market does about uh, five or six trillions um, volumes per day, then if Curve can take 1% or uh, even less than that or even more than that, then it will be pretty huge. And Curve is currently doing five and half a million uh, profit back to to the um, the governance holders. So people that participate in governance, people that stake their, their asset, they are receiving about half a million US dollars per, per week. But Curve is doing uh, something like 300, between 300 and 5 million uh, volume per day. So almost like half a billion volume per day and has a TVL of a little bit more than 3 billion. So it's a massive project. It's a massive, uh, it's a huge huge protocol in a space and no one can ignore this protocol because if you want to build a fantastic project, dApps or fantastic protocol, you need to go through Curve now. That's uh, that's not possible otherwise. That's huge. That That's definitely huge. And, and you know, I, I hadn't like um, heard about uh, 50 or 60% of the market being, being stable coins. But but it makes total sense, you know, when when CBDCs sort of um, start happening and start get, getting used, the importance of sort of like a piece of infrastructure like Curve is only is only gonna increase. <laughs> so that's exactly. huge, and, yeah. and and I hadn't thought about that. So um, yeah. I, I wanted I wanted to touch on on cross asset swaps, which um, is something you released uh, fairly soon. And you've also you've already seen uh, more than uh, 100 million in, in cross asset swaps, and they basically allow you to to go from any asset to any other asset through Curve using uh, synthetics in the background, right? So can can you can you work us like how this works and sort of how the development um, happened here? Yeah, sure. I think this is was actually well framed by. Mark from from Ave, he said. Um, I was talking to him, and he said, let's "See, we when I when I when I met it couple met him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, all I was like on the stand, uh, on the on the panel, but he said, yeah, that was DeFi. I mean, that was Curve. That was before Curve cross swap and after Curve cross swap in the DeFi industry. The reason for that is because this functionality is actually a new." paradigm in DeFi. It's a new way of thinking. And why? So cross-asset swap, I mean, like swapping asset through your pools, it's like using native, kind of like native tokens. So you will swap USDC, USDT, and DAI in the same pool, but those are uh, on-chain. I mean, they're like, they're, they're native assets. So native assets in the sense of DeFi, obviously. Uh, but curve cross uh, uh, swap, what it does, basically use the synthetics uh, uh, protocol. So basically using the depth. And what it does is if you want to swap huge amounts, so curve algorithm and formulas, and because they actually, the, the formula of curve is being built for near 
uh, peg assets, so very close mm -hmm. asset near to each other. That's why it actually guarantee you uh, 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 zero slippage and whatsoever. So mm -hmm. you cannot really do right now with the current situation, current algorithm of curve. You cannot do um, ease to BTC, for example. Mm -hmm. So what we what we 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 uh, we built is you go east, you go to uh, uh, synthetics, and then you use the depth of synthetics. So on the on the synthetics pool, so the SNX east pool, and you basically go through the root of synthetics, and you do like SBTC. So you have like S east SBTC inside synthetics, and then you exit synthetics in uh, in uh, in T in uh, in uh, uh, in BTC. So basically, you could literally you could swap uh, like like the amount that you can swap at zero slippage. I mean, nearly zero slippage is basically determined by the situation of the depth in synthetics. How big, not the depth, but how big is the pool in synthetics? But so what it does because when you do this swap, the settlement you got uh, a few minutes of settlements. So what we do. We print an NFT that represents you claiming your uh, your swap, and then when the, the 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 settlement is is over after a couple of minutes, you can burn this NFT to claim the you can basically claim the um, the, the the swap the amount. And we I think it was a couple of days ago we quickly uh, did more than hundred million US dollars of of, of uh, cross swaps. So Going from uh, from ease to another assets or uh, a different asset, which is like pretty big because the thing is like for for huge volume, like for example, imagine you want to trade forty five million um, or twenty million or fifteen million or one million, or you go to Uniswap or you go to Balancer or whatever, you will get a massive slippage. We get like one percent or one point five percent or two percent. But if you swap ten million US dollars and you get a one percent or two percent slippage. It's not possible. So but if you use our technology, then we guarantee you no slippage. I mean, nearly zero slippage, which is like a game changer because you can actually talk to, as you said, like uh, big institutions or um, in traditional finance, they understand this. It's, it's um, a multilateral party where you basically normally go, you go for weeks of signing documents and saying, okay, I will transfer 20 million to that company and then you need to agree and you need to find someone in the middle that will verify that those accounts exist and then transfer the money and temporarily like top transfer the money somewhere. So then it's actually between two banks or whatsoever. Here, what you can do is actually instant. You just need to wait like six or like a few minutes and then and then you can redeem and then make a, almost like atomic swap between two different assets. That's I mean, amazing. atomic swap in the sense of 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 zeros uh, of, of of not paying fees. So the fees that you will pay is just for the gas because um, it's quite expensive transaction. So you can pay roughly like two hundred or five hundred US dollars, but it's nothing because if you pay zero slippage on it, one million or five million, basically five million cross asset, five million swap from ETH to BTC will cost you five hundred US dollars for whatever amount of money you're trying to transfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's crazy and and. Uh, it, it, I think it's a, a brilliant solution as well. You know, I, I read about sort of this solution. I don't know. It was sort of three, four months ago, like when it was sort of in the in the planning phases. I don't know if someone proposed it like in a forum or something. And I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was sort of 
uh, delegated, like, you know, it, it had sort of uh, stayed like as an idea. So I was really excited, like, um, when you started see, yeah, tweeting we, about it. <laughs> I see, well, because also, like, was uh, pretty well executed by uh, Ben, who's also uh, someone from from uh, Curve team. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, um, I think the vision of such a product, because... <laughs> I mean, people, they're like, okay, cool. That That's cool. You can make a huge trade. I mean, it's actually a game changer because you're talking like directly to massive uh, institution in the world. But totally. what you can do as well, you could do for the time of the settlement. You can also, this is actually starting to be very interesting, is you can actually build options on the top of it. So you could actually print <laughs> attached to your NFT. You could print some i mean you can get like into calls and puts and then basically short or long depending on what happened on the market because if the market for example there's a 10 or 20 percent collapse on the asset on the cross uh, cross asset that you're doing then you need to hedge yourself so people could actually build those kind of yeah those kind of options attached to this swap and you could hedge yourself which is like pretty crazy that's amazing like a like a three-minute option yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> Imagine you do in the near future when when in the near future when um, synthetics they I mean for now we are limited by the uh, I mean this is like a brilliant idea but don't forget that it's still like a risky one because we rely on Oracle and the 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 basics of Curve is zero Oracle and I don't understand how why DeFi is actually not using the the uh, virtual price of Curve because it's the best the best thing they can do. But synthetics are using the chain link, and chain link they have this. Uh, that's why we actually for us we charge in curve we charge zero point zero four percent on mm -hmm. fee on the swap, but the synthetics uh, they charge quite. Uh, I think it's zero point thirty five percent, which is quite a lot of money, and they are actually limited by the chain link. Uh, they call it the deprivation. Uh, I don't remember in English how this is called, but deprivation price is actually the the oracle. Uh, it's attached to the oracle. So my point is this swap is still like, um, I mean, I like Shenlink and I think Shenlink is a brilliant idea, but still like relies on, on oracle and relies on the depth of synthetics. So it's still like some, um, it's not like, uh, you know, like not driven entirely by mathematics. That's my point, like curve. Yeah, yeah, that, that's really interesting. So how do you see this um, cross-asset swaps uh, evolving? I, I understand like, uh, right now, they're they're obviously um, sort of uh, more usable or or sort of designed for for big trades because you spend a you spend a lot in fees because of, of all the steps involved. But do you see like a future where smaller transactions can also be um, performed using this technology? Yeah, yeah, that's what we. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I think the future is really working on advanced mathematics and working on those uh, auto market maker formulas and trying to find out and trying to always push the uh, the boundaries of, of those limitation across cross asset uh, swaps obviously yeah that's really cool that's really cool so in terms of, of l2s and scaling, I, I understand Curve is uh, building out a version on ZK Sync, right? 
Can, can you comment like where development is at here and sort of why you choose you chose seagazing? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if I can really comment on L2, but I would say that uh, we are working on a few different solutions. And and uh, ZK Sync was the uh, one of the first one to to reach out to us, and uh, and that's what we uh, we uh, we integrate and we we test it, but. We are testing a few different solutions, so we're not very limited to. I think we just for now we really um, investigating in the space and trying to find the best, uh, the best for for Curve. Okay, okay, okay. That's really cool. Um, so, man, um, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, we've already uh, done uh, more than one hour, so uh, thank you very much. I want to give you some time, so. so to give basically some closing thoughts. So how can people reach out to you, get involved with TakeDAO, maybe that pull down and, and Curve? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty fast at answering messages on, on Twitter. I think it's the best place if they want to reach out. And then all the different projects. Um, so uh, Curve, Blackpool, Stay down, wrecked. Uh, the Twitter is also the best place to uh, have access to the links and uh, and the different Telegram groups. Of, of course, if, if you like, if you're a very big fan of mathematics, I will recommend Curve website and you can go and click on, on, on the top right hand side and you can have access to the resources. And inside you will find uh, the documentation and also like everything about uh, about the protocol. Awesome, awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Really enjoyed uh, the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me and uh, keep going. That was great. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please support the show by hitting subscribe on iTunes, writing a review, or sharing this episode on Twitter and LinkedIn. And stay tuned for our next episode out soon.